Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 5th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And I'm on my way to a BFA's Natalie Nowak. James, uh, we're recording this on Sunday before the Super Bowl, but earlier today we spent about an hour and 15, 20 minutes together. You, me, Jenna Tessa Fox, and Michael Portantier talking on this week on Broadway. A um, couple not so favorable reviews in there. Michael had a few things that he really enjoyed, but then we had a nice long conversation about the streaming and preserving of Broadway performances and how that would work and and what would need to be done to do that. I also talked about some of the Academy Awards stuff, uh, but a nice conversation. I haven't been on this week on Broadway in a while because you've gotten some, some new pinch hitters in there recently, so it was nice to be back on the mothership for a little bit. Oh, it's always great to have you on. I just... Uh... I fear I tax too much of your time, as it is Monday through Friday, or Sunday through <laughs> no, Thursday. Well, and, and I live in and I live in Orlando, so I don't have much to contribute uh, to that show often, especially when you've got people like uh, Jan and and Jenna to to jump in when you need somebody. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, looking forward to Peter being back next weekend. And then um, we, as I mentioned, we're recording before the Super Bowl, so I do want to let everybody know. I'm assuming that Leslie Odom Jr. was fantastic yes, with the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure he was fantastic with uh, America, the beautiful, I think is what he's singing. Um, if you want to see that, if you didn't happen to watch the Super Bowl, I am sure that Broadway stars, Broadway world and every other theatrical outlet or the YouTube will have video of that. So you can just Google it and find it. So take a look uh, out for that. We won't have it in the show notes because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but then finally, um, we want to send a hearty congratulations out uh, to Lin-Manuel Miranda and his wife, Vanessa Nadal. Uh, they welcomed their second child last week. Uh, the next, Their new son is named Francesco. Of course, is, they have a three-year-old son named Sebastian. Um, he was seven pounds, 13 ounces uh, at birth. And last week, Lynn tweeted out a picture of mother and son. And uh, very cool, very happy for them. Um, we talked about it when they kind of revealed her pregnancy on the red carpet over in the UK. So uh, congratulations to them. I know that's something that everybody in the theatrical world is um, very happy about because Lynn is everybody's favorite person. It's actually a rule if you like theater, Lynn is your favorite person. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up in the news stars to reprise their roles in summer the Donna summer musical why are you laughing i'm laughing because we got the the press release on friday the embargoed press release as though it was a top secret story and yeah. it was like exactly the same cast as we yes. had seen previously exactly this is not a surprise to anyone in fact we've talked about it on this show before that of course They were coming back from the uh, La Jolla production. But on Friday, producers did make it official as they announced that the great Lashans, Ariana DeBose and Storm Lever would or Lever. I'm not sure which one it is. Lever, Lever, Tomato, Tomato. I'm sure we'll find out more as the show gets closer. But anyway, they would be returning to their roles as Diva Donna, Disco Donna and Duckling Donna in the Broadway premiere of Summer, colon, the Donna Summer musical beginning next month. The trio originated the role or roles. Is it one role? How do we think that is? Is are the diva disco and duckling Donna, are those three different roles or are they three people playing the same role? I, how do we want to talk about this from a style guide perspective here, guys? Uh, I think, uh, well, gosh, I was going to say based upon how the Tony committee would look at it, but maybe they'll look at it as one role. 
Yeah, I I like think the, because they give them yeah like like the Billy Elliots and the yeah. Matilda. Yeah. I I think because they give them different names, they're probably considered different roles. So I'm going to go with these are three separate roles. But anyway, they originated those roles, plural, uh, at the La Jolla Playhouse tryout, the world premiere late last year, directed by Des McEnough and choreographed by Sergio Trujillo. The show will begin performances on March 28th ahead of an April 23rd opening on Broadway um, at the Lunt Fontan Theater. Uh, Other production details, including the full cast, which I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably going to look very similar to the way it did in La Jolla will be announced soon. Now, James and Natalie, but specifically James, since you're in New York, do you have any sense for what kind of buzz, if any, this show is getting my inclination being a little bit on the outside, uh, especially based off of the middling reviews from California is to say that it'll be closed by Labor Day. But I feel like this very well could be the type of show that we underestimate, similar to DeBose's last show on Broadway or Bronx Tale, which we kind of laughed about and said, well, no one's going to see this show and cut to like a year and a half later. It's still running and doing very, very well. So do you think this is a show that people are excited about or that it's going to be, you know, kind of kept afloat by people that aren't in the general theatrical community? I sort of feel like the buzz is on the same level of the Gloria Estefan show. Uh, on your feet? On your feet, yeah. And that uh, I would expect it to run along those along those lines unless, and a half. It, it, unless it really surprises us. Uh, but the true, I um, heard the same exact things that you heard, that it was, uh, it, it got okay reviews. Uh, were, yeah, not terrible. Yeah, no, not terrible. So, uh, you know, love to see it, love to be surprised. Yeah, and, and I think the one nice thing that this show has that On Your Feet didn't have is the fact that it does have a bona fide Broadway superstar in LaShawn's and then Ariana DeBose, who's one of the up-and-coming stars on Broadway. So that does give it a little bit more theater insidery stuff that people might be interested in seeing. So it's not just appealing to people who are fans of that particular pop artist so ah, who knows i will be glad to be surprised if this one ends up doing well because obviously the shans and ari are, are both great and um you know i wish them well I, I this is not a show that i necessarily feel like i need to see but if it ends up being a breakout hit maybe i'll i'll check it out later in the year uh, natalie what about you are you you're you're way too young to have really ever experienced any Donna Summer <laughs> music, but is this something that intrigues you either because of how they're casting it or the fact that a lot of the male roles in the show are going to be played by women or anything about this show especially stick out to you or is it just eh, another jukebox thing? I mean, no, I'm I'm mostly excited about it because of the cast, because I do really love a lot of the cast members and I think that they're going to be great in the role. So I'm looking forward to I would love the opportunity to see it in that sense. But as far as knowing a lot about Donna Summer, I'm not super educated in that area. So I don't know, but I'm excited just because of the amazing people in it. Yeah, and I think that's probably a way a lot of Broadway specific fans are looking at it. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to figure out if it's Storm Lever or Storm Lever, but uh, there. I feel like uh, it's Lever, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I remember American, American Idol. Oh, was she? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I remember when this was first announced. I went back and tried to find a, what I always try to do is if there's a name that 
I, I don't really know well. I try to find YouTube interviews where somebody mm-hmm. introduces them or they introduce themselves. Me too. And yeah. That's, that's not easy for theater people. No. Um, it, you know, it's hard in a lot of cases. So people always give me a hard time and I we joke around about it about pronunciations. But if you don't know these people, there's not a ton of, of resources out there to get the name right. Um, but this is one I tried to look for and there was uh, nothing at the time that I looked. So hopefully we'll figure it out as, as this show starts performances on Broadway here in the next month and a half. Hmm. All right. What's up in the show and casting news? Well, we got two things last week. You'll remember we talked about the odd shotgun start for Taylor Trench's time in the title role of Dear Evan Hansen and how he was seemingly alternating performances with Noah Galvin last week. There'd been no official announcement of when they were starting and or leaving. Well, now we know that Galvin played his final performance in the show last night and the role is now. Taylor Trench is full time, although I do believe that he will be doing six performances per week with Michael Lee Brown as his alternate. So uh, congratulations to Noah Galvin, a guy who really did not have a ton of professional theater credits, was a TV I don't know if a TV star. He was a star of a TV show called The Real O'Neills and ended up giving from what everybody who I know who saw it gave a great performance in a not um, not exactly easy Broadway a role for a Broadway debut. So congratulations to him and hopefully we'll see him back on Broadway even more. But now for the most part, you're going to be seeing Taylor Trench, who is one of everybody on Broadway's favorite people in this role. So I have a feeling that um, this is the show is not going to have a huge letdown uh, anymore. And if you start looking on telecharge and start looking months in advance into the summer the show is still selling out as if it were ben platt so the fact that this show is not seemingly taking a dive after the tony winning star leaves um, is a little surprising to me and and apparently the word of mouth about the show itself was much bigger than we thought um when we kind of assumed that it was just attached to the central performance but either way congratulations to everybody at the music box and then other news it was announced last week that the off-broadway production of bright colors and, and bold patterns has extended at the soho playhouse after jeff jeff hiller took over the show from writer and director or writer and original star drew Drogi. the show is on sale now through february 25th directed by michael yuri the one-man play takes place out of wedding in palm springs in which the couple's friend jerry is furious that their invitation says please refrain refrain from wearing bright colors and bold patterns um caitlin milligan talked with drew Drogi, the writer and original star in one of her broadway amas so if you want to hear more about this show we will have it uh, back in the archives for broadway radio all right um my favorite story from last week mankind's gold baby <laughs> is on the move Yes, I mentioned this on uh, on this week on Broadway because I literally feel like I've gotten, I, I don't know, a dozen emails from James about this just sending me because he knows I'm not on Facebook. So anytime somebody posts something about it on Facebook, he sends it to me so I can see it. Um, but anyway, our friend uh, Lindsay Jones, uh, Broadway and theatrical lighting designer, he uh, sound design. gave sound designer, sound design. That's right, because he had the whole um tony's can you hear me type thing yeah so anyway sound designer so we've been talking about this 325 pound 10 foot gold baby from the off-broadway production (laughs) of robert o'hara's mankind um and they were giving it away on on craigslist you just had to come pick it up and no one was really sure what was happening and they kept posting it and then all of a sudden last week somebody took a picture of this baby being transported. I think it was down Broadway, wasn't it, James? And 
And apparently we found the final destination as the one and only at Stephen at home, Stephen Colbert on Twitter replied to it um, about going down uh, to the Ed Sullivan Theater and said, it's nothing. Don't worry about it in all caps. And again, uh, our friend Lindsay Jones uh, put a message with that tweet screen cap and said, you didn't hear it from me Monday. So between the great Laura Benanti being a regular on uh, Colbert's show lately, now apparently we're going to get another Broadway and off-Broadway theatrical tie-in with a 325-pound gold <laughs> baby appearing on The Late Show. So I can only imagine what Colbert is going to do with that baby. Um, but I I will be DVRing uh, the show because there's no chance I will be staying up that late. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with, James. Did you see the Pod Save America guys on uh, Colbert? Um, I did not. No, I don't Last tend week. to watch a lot of late. So, yeah, I knew they were on. I saw the like, tweets about it, but I didn't see it itself. So if I was going to drive a 325-pound baby around Manhattan, I would uh, go uh, 42nd Street West to 10th Avenue and then up to 52nd Street and down to Colbert's uh, studio entrance. But that's just me. So we'll see. I don't know what route they actually took. <laughs> okay. And, and and I would stop by Rupert G's Hello Deli to uh, get something on the way. Mm, you know, is that still uh, open? No, I don't think it is. Oh, poor Rupert. Yeah, poor Rupert. But Schmackery's is. Mm, yes. Schmackery's. I love Schmackery's. that place. Oh, trust me. I will be going <laughs> multiple times. And, and Natalie actually gave me some other suggestions, or at least one mm-hmm. other suggestion of where to go um for for something sweet was it dominique angel bakery is that what it is yeah at the dominique ansel bakery a-n-s-e-l yeah it's uh it's in soho and they have this thing it's called a frozen s'more and it's so good okay i'm gonna have to it's on my list tomorrow mm. it's, it's the best list. yeah i'll be in soho tomorrow excellent all right. Well, we started off the recommendations right there. What other recommendations do we have? <laughs> Very well done. Uh, we've got two sets of videos. The first one is something apparently um, last week, well, like last Friday, was Facebook Friends Day. Again, not on Facebook. I don't know what that means. Um, but <laughs> the enterprising companies, plural, of of a beautiful The Carol King musical, decided to do a mashup of one of the signature songs from the show, You've Got a Friend. Um, and they put together videos from a bunch of different productions, including the original Broadway productions, um, cast album recording session, the Japanese production, the London and Australia productions, as well as the touring productions, as well as videos of Carol King herself singing it in concert. And they have this nice little back and forth of different videos uh, of the song. You've got a friend uh, performed together. It was really nice. I love that song. I know it as a James Taylor song first uh, for me, but um, it's, it's a really cool video. It's nice to see them. And then the Japanese production actually sings not all of the song, but part of the song in Japanese uh, apparently, which is very cool. And it kind of goes to the question that we asked last week, James, about how, Broadway musicals are translated or not. Um, so it was like, it seems like maybe the verses were in Japanese and the refrains were in English. But anyway, that's a really cool video if you want to check that out. One of my favorite songs. And then also, we talked about this. Our friend Robbie Rizal directed Jessica Vosk's um, Being Green concerts 
uh, at 54 Below last week. And as they are often want to do, 54 Below live streamed four songs from Jessica's final performance on Saturday night. She sang the Sinead O'Connor song, Nothing Compares to You. She sang Nobody's Side from Chess, and it all fades away from Bridges of Madison County. And then um, she did a duet with her former um, uh, Finding Neverland co-star Matthew Morrison. They sang the song um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now together. So uh, did, that was other than the fact that Matthew Morrison's hair style right now is bordering on hideous. It was great. So um, <laughs> we will have a link to all four of those videos in the show notes uh, if you want to check that out and see what the heck Matthew Morrison is doing with his hair. I'm assuming I'm going to go out on a limb and just hope that it's for a role. Uh, maybe his Grey's Anatomy role. I don't know. Um, but I'm really, really hoping that that hair is for a part, not by choice. <laughs> he's he's probably doing it to, you know, peel off some of the fans from attacking him on the street. You know, they're, oh, mm-hmm. that can't be Throw Matthew Morrison. Look at that hair. Yeah, it's, no. it's like it's like buzzed on the side and in a little bit of a man bun in the back. It's just, it's, yeah, no point. Maybe he's doing the uh, Shogun uh, revival. Um, nothing compares to you is actually a Prince. Song. Yeah, I didn't say. I yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't say who that was by. Uh, nothing compares to you is 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 a Sinead O'Connor song. That's the one. It's been seven hours and fifteen days. It's the video. It's like a one shot of her head. I think yeah. re, there's might be multiple. He wrote that for her. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, he wrote that for her. Yeah. Oh, he, I didn't know that. He wrote. I don't know. He perform. He performed it first. I think. I don't know if he wrote it for her. But she she made it big. He you know his his recording of that was never that big. Um, we should mention uh, February sixth Broadway match game at fifty four below. Yes. So you it's uh, tomorrow Tuesday February sixth. Uh, I have no idea if you still have tickets available. Uh, uh, doors, open eight, doors open eight eight forty five. Uh, show starts at nine thirty. For a groovy seventy minutes, Feinstein's fi, Feinstein's fifty four below. <laughs> That's Hartley Firestein uh, when it's at fifty four. Feinstein <laughs> that would be 50, a fun thing that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that April first. Uh, trades a big Broadway ballads for skinny microphone as we debut Broadway's match game inspired by the seventies game show RuPaul's Snatch Game. Uh, contestants selected from the audience will fill it in the blank and try to match answers with an all-star Broadway panel to win fabulous prizes with a great white weight twist. Um, Jennifer Cody, Alexis Michelle, Julia Murney, Leroy Reams, Robert Rizal, George Salazar, hosted by Robert W. Schneider, Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends, a must-listen-to podcast. Yeah, and there do seem to be tickets available, so uh, hurry up and get them now. That should be a lot of fun, and I think if it goes well, they're hoping to make this a recurring thing. So uh, yeah. check that out and head over to 54 Below tomorrow night. We talked about getting Robbie on to talk about this, but he's been so busy. He, he was a little busy. Sleep. He mm-hmm. needs some sleep. Yeah, and he's getting, yeah. Ready. He's, get, he's getting ready to go to London with uh, uh, Melissa Erico soon as well. So uh, he's, he's a busy guy. Busy guy, that Robbie. All right. So I think that wraps it up into Natalie's this week's theatrical schedule. All right. Well, first up, Atlantic Theatre Company's U.S. premiere of Hangmen opens tonight, Monday, following a very successful run at London's Royal Court Theatre and subsequent transfer to the West End. Olivier Academy Award and Golden Globe winner Martin McDonough is returning to New York with his first U.S. premiere in eight years. Hangmen will run through March 7th. 
The Hamilton Second National Tour opens on Tuesday in Seattle, Washington at the Paramount Theater. Joseph Morales and Nick Walker will lead the tour as Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, respectively. The cast also features Taria Campbell as Angelica Schuyler and Shoba Narayan as Eliza Hamilton, along with many more amazing performers. Eve Ensler's new play, In the Body of the World, opens on Tuesday at Manhattan Theatre Club. This is based on her critically acclaimed memoir. While working with women suffering from the ravages of war in the Democratic Republic of Congo, Ensler was stunned by a life-threatening diagnosis. Her personal journey uncovers surprising connections between her body and the earth and how illness can be both transformative and transcendent. This production is directed by Tony Award winner Diane Paulus. The Women's Project Theater presents a new play entitled Porto, which will open on Tuesday. It's about a woman who goes to her favorite bar in Brooklyn, but when a handsome stranger walks in, disruption ensues. Porto will run through February 25th. City Center Encore's production of Hey, Look Me Over opens on Wednesday. In this production, audiences will catch a glimpse of the future of encores. It will include a mix of overtures, opening numbers, grand finales, and other excerpts from shows that encores hasn't gotten to do yet. Tony winner B.B. Newworth and Tony nominees Judy Kuhn, Vanessa Williams, and Carolee Carmelo will star in this production. The cast also includes Clyde Alves, Mark Kudish, Nancy Opal, Alexandra Sosha, and more. Hey, Look Me Over will run through this Sunday, February 11th. Okay, but Grand Hotel cast, please somebody tell me who is playing, who is it going to be in the, in Grand Hotel. Please, I'm dying over here. All right. <laughs> if you don't cast it well, he'll cancel his tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that on air? I can't remember if we said that on air on this week on Broadway. I think that might have been beforehand, but. Well, now it's on air. Well, no, (laughs) James told me he was playing the Baron, and I said I wanted my money back, but whatever. Twice. (laughs) Twice in one day. (laughs) Sorry. I just figured I could make you, I just figured I could make you sing me the score on a podcast. I don't need to pay for it. I mean, whatever. Natalie, what else? New York Theater Workshops in Ordinary Muslim begins previews on Wednesday. Balancing the high expectations of the previous generation, the doctrines of their Muslim community, and the demands of secular Western culture, Azim and his wife struggle to straddle the gap between their Pakistani heritage and their British upbringing. This production will open on February 26th. Vineyard Theater's The Amateurs begins previews on Thursday. A scrappy troupe of pageant players races across 14th century Europe, struggling to outrun the Black Death and medieval subscribers. The Amateurs is set to open on February 27th. 59 East 59 Theater's production entitled Some Old Black Man begins previews on Thursday and is set to open on February 14th. Produced by the Berkshire Playwrights Lab, this production is about a college professor named Calvin Jones who moves his 82-year-old ailing but independent father from Mississippi into his Harlem penthouse. An argument over what to eat for breakfast turns into a generational clash over race, opportunity, and a decision that Calvin made years ago. Atlantic Theatre Company's This Girl Laughs, This Girl Cries, This Girl Does Nothing opens on Saturday. Three young sisters are left in a forest by their woodcutter father and are forced to find their own way in the world. Years later, after having circumnavigated the globe and fought Vikings, crossed oceans, achieved greatness, the three sisters meet again as women. This production will run through March 4th. Now moving on to the closings. The West End revival of Young Frankenstein will close on Saturday. Charing Cross Theater's revival of The Woman in White will close on Saturday. And lastly, Theater Row's Agnes will close on Sunday. And that was it for this week's schedule. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at BWW Matt. And subscribe to Sound Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Our next episode 
is already out. So go over and listen to that too. Natalie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Natalie underscore Nowak. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for uh, starting off your week with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. 